Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Don't look now, but the Steelers are showing signs of life. What else did you expect? Welcome to the Steelers update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. It was a slice of Steel City heresy. There were actual Steelers fans in the 412 area code and beyond advocating for their favorite football team to shoot for a high 2023 draft pick rather than get off the mat and fight for respectability this season. Well, all the nonsensical talk of a tanking Steelers team landing next year's number three draft pick has evaporated into the ether. That's because the Steelers stormed back from their bye week with a retooled backfield featuring a 1-2 running back punch in the mouth and proceeded to run all over the New Orleans Saints to the tune of 217 rushing yards last Sunday. No, second-round draft pick Najee Harris was never going to be benched as some Steeler fans also advocate. Instead, the Steelers reduced Najee's snaps by inserting undrafted rookie Jalen Warren into the game plan. The result was Najee doing more on the ground with less appearances in the backfield. Now that Pittsburgh platoon at the all-important game-controlling position looks to be hard to contain for the rest of the season. But it's not just the backs. It's the big guys blocking up front. The Steelers' much-criticized offensive line has played more snaps together this season than any other line in the league. It's starting to show, too, with the unit playing as one to road grade for the running backs. The Steelers' running game has righted itself. And this is key because the rejuvenated ground game will allow Pittsburgh to control the clock, keeping opposing offenses off the field, and its T.J. Watt recharge defense fresh in the fourth quarter. Moreover, rookie quarterback Kenny Pickett has no better friend than a good ground game. Pickett is still in the maturing process. And it does show. He's missing some throws. He's not seeing the field adequately. And the Steelers still aren't throwing downfield with any regularity or success. 
Oh, and Pickett is still taking too many sacks behind that offensive line. It's a matter of him holding onto the ball too long and still that offensive line gelling as far as the pass blocking is concerned. These things can and must be corrected. What is very positive is the emerging chemistry between Pickett and fellow 2022 draft pick George Pickens, the circus catch wide receiver out of Georgia. Since the Steelers shipped out Chase Claypool to the Chicago Bears, where he's doing next to nothing, by the way, even as Bears QB Justin Fields goes on a tear, Pickens is thriving in Pittsburgh. Speaking of the running game, Pickens is figuring to get a few handoffs or quick tosses a game, putting the ball into his game-breaking hands as many times as possible week in and week out. The trick plays, coupled with his acrobatic catches, are a perfect highlight for all Pickens will be doing for the Steelers for many seasons to come. Pickett to Pickens has all the potential to become a prolific offensive combination in Pittsburgh and in the NFL. This season was always about the bridge from Ben Roethlisberger to the future. Following the midseason break, the Steelers are finally forging the path that they want to take toward that tomorrow. The blue-collar blueprint begins with a swarming, opportunistic splash play defense. And with T.J. Watt back, the Steelers played to these expectations. Best of all, a Minka Fitzpatrick-less secondary snared multiple interceptions from the Saints. This is the defense the Steelers must have to pair with its two-headed monster running game and with Pickett still finding his footing as the franchise quarterback. This is what the 2022 team was supposed to be from the beginning. Ball control, big play defense, and a QB who doesn't make big mistakes. The Steelers are getting there. A much friendlier schedule for the second half of the season will see them stay home against an incoming Cincinnati team that played in the Super Bowl last season. But these Bengals are far removed from last year's lofty levels. It is a winnable game. So are road dates with the Colts and the Falcons upcoming. By then, with the two-back attack, the frenzied defense, and a QB maturing each week, these Steelers could be more than a formidable foe for those reviled rival Ravens on December 11th at Ackershore Stadium. These Steelers could be very well on their way to rolling up wins instead of rising up the 2023 draft board by continuing to lose. That was never going to happen. Not under Mike Tomlin, not with the scrappy Steelers team with the kind of work ethic that perfectly mirrors Pittsburgh itself. The 2023 draft will take care of itself. The season's second half is setting up as a time for this team to stack some wins with power football, swarming defense, and improving quarterback play, hopefully highlighted 
by some picket the pickens fireworks. It should be fun to watch, certainly much more entertaining and engaging than talking about the 2023 draft before Thanksgiving. And we have much more on the key ingredients, game-changing decisions, and prodigiously hard work that has gone into this second-half Steelers resurgence in this very optimistic edition of your Steelers Update podcast. Hey, and be sure to check out my print column, First Thing Thursday on Penn Live. As always, it will be packed with plenty of Pittsburgh memes, bringing the sunny Steel City mood to life. Right now, let's get right to it. First up in analyzing what is finally going right for the Steelers, we turn to Mark Caboli with The Athletic, doing what just a few weeks ago would have been unthinkable, singing the praises of that Steelers offensive line. Caboli writes this, quote, It's a Tuesday, the players' one and only day off of the week. Yet gathered inside the team facility was the offensive line working on individual drills, starters and backups. No coaches, no direction, no mandate to do this. Yet here they were working on sets over and over again in a cloud of anonymity. It might be nothing more than an anecdote, but it does give a peek into how the Steelers' five-man unit has transformed from a laughing stock during the preseason, where there was a legitimate concern of getting rookie quarterback Kenny Pickett injured, into an offensive line that helped Pittsburgh reach a milestone for the first time in 97 games, rushing for more than 200 yards. And they've done it by showing up. Steelers' offensive line from left to right is Dan Moore Jr., Kevin Dotson, Mason Cole, James Daniels, and Chakwama Okafor. No line in the league has played more snaps together than those five this season. Out of a possible 3,095 snaps, they have played 3,090 together and all at the same positions. Throwing a bye week where they had time to reevaluate from the first half of the season, and you get what you got Sunday against the Saints. The Steelers rushing for 217 yards, their most in nearly 100 games. They also held the ball for 38 minutes and 56 seconds, covering 9 of 17 third downs, converting 9 of 17 third downs, and adding a fourth down conversion just for good measure. You have to go back to December 11, 2016, for the last time the Steelers reached 200 yards rushing. That's when Le'Veon Bell, remember him, had 236 of the team's 240 yards against the Buffalo Bills. And this is coming from a team that hadn't eclipsed the 100-yard mark as a team in five of eight games this season. So here's what Dotson said after road grading the Saints. Quote, it was a game that we actually wanted to play, finally, Dotson said. In other words, this is the game the Steelers want to play. This is the kind of game. This is the brand. This is the power of football, the ball control. And it's all great stuff from Caboli. What I love is he's highlighting the hard behind-the-scenes work that has gone into attempting to turn this season around 
when some on the radio were talking about the 2023 draft. Now, this team was working all the way behind the scenes in a blue-collar town that prides its work ethic. Pittsburgh has got to love it. They've got to love this team working, scratching, fighting, doing anything and everything day by day, week by week to get better. And it is starting to show. So is the impact of the now two-headed monster at running back. We're going to go back to Kaboli and his take on the Steelers turning to an RB tandem that just put up a double century mark on the Saints. It looks to be the team's running back recipe going forward. Kaboli writes this, quote, If there is one positive you can take from the Steelers' 20-10 win over the Saints at Accrashore Stadium, it was Najee Harris setting his ego aside and accepting that undrafted rookie free agent Jalen Warren is beneficial to him both in the present and down the line. It could be what turns this offense around, unquote. Now, that is a key line by Kaboli. Indeed, Najee was once seemed to be hobbled, a hobbled workhorse in a moribund Steelers backfield. But he's now doing more with less snaps in the game by splitting the workload with Jalen Warren, who is more than holding up his end. Now, here again, Kaboli making this point and marking a turning point in the Steelers' ground game philosophy. He writes, quote, In this day and age, with teams undervaluing running backs, using them up and discarding them for younger, healthier, and cheaper versions, history says Najee Harris' shelf life wouldn't be that long. Even though the Steelers invested major capital in him last year with the 24th pick in that draft. As a rookie, Harris touched the ball a league-high 381 times, and that doesn't even count 14 touches in the playoffs. But on Sunday against the Saints, Harris put together by far his best game of the season when he rushed for 99 yards on 20 carries, including a 36-yard first-half run, doubling his previous season-long run. The thing about it was that Harris played only 47 snaps. Warren played 34, including 11 of 24 snaps in the decisive fourth quarter. The Steelers rushed for a total of 217 yards, their most in nearly 100 games, unquote. Hey, more with less. It is working for Najee Harris and that Steelers backfield that is now a one-two punch of Harris and Warren. Get used to it. That is the recipe for the running game going forward. Now, when it comes to sack-happy linebacker T.J. Watt, more is always more. In fact, the Steelers can't do without him. I mean, their record without Watt says as much. But with Watt plugged back into the lineup on Sunday, the defense was re-energized into its swarming, sacking, intercepting self. And this is what the Steelers' defense is supposed to be, even without safety Minka Fitzpatrick, who had a surprise appendectomy a day or so before the game. We now turn to Mike DeFabio, also with The Athletic, putting into words just how much T.J. Watt means 
to this aggressive Steelers unit. He writes, quote, Watt's impact on the defense was evident from the very first snap. Actually, maybe even before that, as the star edge rusher was introduced, he raced through the tunnel and leapt into the air in his signature pose, sending shockwaves through Akrashore Stadium. The frenzy continued once the ball was kicked. Three plays into the game, Watt had already tallied a pair of tackles. He later dragged down quarterback Andre Dalton at the line of scrimmage on a critical third down before dusting off his signature leg kick celebration. He said he wasn't limited in any way in his first game back from a pectoral injury and knee surgery. Aside from watching his legs feeling a little like, quote, wet noodles, unquote. The reigning Defensive Player of the Year's impact went beyond the stat sheet just as it normally does. The attention he demanded opened up opportunities for other rushers, most notably Alex Highsmith, who tallied two sacks. Highsmith now has five sacks this season in two games that Watt has played, compared to 3.5 in the seven games where Watt didn't play in that sack-happy tandem. But really, anytime Watt is on the field, that is the expectation at this point. What wasn't necessarily anticipated was how well the secondary performed without what Tomlin called, quote, a versatile chess piece in the form of Minka Fitzpatrick down with that appendectomy. Dalton, the Saints quarterback, completed 17 of 27 passes for just 174 yards one touchdown, and a pair of picks. Hey, that's great stuff from DeFabio. Really good analysis of Watt plugging in and really just electrifying the whole whole damn D, okay? The whole damn D. Even better, the Steelers' D sealed the deal in the critical second half of that game. DeFabio called their play in the second half against the Saints nearly flawless. He writes this to close out his great piece. Quote, the Saints drives after halftime produced a punt, a punt, interception, turnover on downs, and an interception. You can't do much better than that, unquote. No, you can't. Second game of the year, and it's just night and day. I mean, he's played two games this season, night and day. And the first game he played was against the Bengals, and here comes the Bengals again, and Watt is ready. Hey, it was uh, Pittsburgh perfection, that second half against the Saints. And, of course, next up, your Bengals and QB Joe Burrow entering the hostile environment at Acrisure Stadium. And you can bet the newly stoked Steelers D with Rot Watt regaining wattage each week will be ready to shock those Bengals and the NFL. Here's hoping, and here we go, Steelers. And, of course, We'll be back here every Wednesday with whatever is the topic de jour in Pittsburgh, and we'll break it down along with what's working and what isn't in that Steelers offense and in that defense. And we're going to give it all to you raw and unvarnished because whatever Pittsburgh is talking about, we're talking about right here. We are the pulse of Pittsburgh. Let's call it that. And of course, you can call it any time. Wherever you get your podcast, and also dial it up on penlive.com for your real time Steelers news.